0: I'm Kim Grinnells at Dogman.com with Chris Fetters. We are post-game, and I am down in Cal Berkeley, the California Memorial Stadium, where Washington lost to California 12-10 to in front of an announced crowd at 39,138. There was... Nowhere near 39,000 people in the stadium. Temperature at kickoff, 71 degrees. Uh, Just uh, maybe the worst offensive performance in the Chris Peterson era, Chris. Uh,
1: Yeah, 250 total yards. Um, Yeah, 91 yards on the ground. It looked like they were able to get some things done from time to time, but after that first drive, um, absolutely nothing. And, um, you know, I thought Jake Browning started out well, but some key drops. I mean, Ty Jones with a big drop. Now they ended up scoring on that drive. Um, but then Kate Otten with a big drop, Aaron Fuller with a big drop. Um, Yeah, and just a lot of things didn't go their way. You know, lose the turnover battle on the road. It's hard enough to win on the road, but, uh, you know, all those things combined um, just had the feeling, and I don't know if you can vouch for me on this, but I kind of talked this year about, or at least preseason, how this was going to be. A, I thought this was going to be a pretty quintessential trap game for Washington because it had all the makings, just in terms of you know, it comes at that time of the season when they kind of need a buy and they need to get healthy and those things. And Cal is well coached and they have some playmakers and their defense is playing very well. And but I didn't stick with it, and now yeah. I now I kind of feel dumb. I should have stuck with it because it it uh, it kind of went that way it it felt like yeah. ASU part 2 actually
0: well, I think there's a lot of things that contributed to this. And, you know, and if anybody says an excuse, I'm going to come through the phone and just smack him. But there's definitely some reasons for these things happening. And if you take a look at everything, uh, losing Chico McClatcher, who's left the team for personal reasons. We've heard some rumors about that. Uh, Savan Ahmed is not healthy. I mean, you can see he's not 100 percent. He's like a Lamborghini on four cylinders. Uh, he's not healthy. Hunter Bryant was dressed, didn't play. Miles um, Gaskin dressed, didn't play. Uh, they're missing that explosiveness. Kamari Pleasant, serviceable back. Sean McGrew, serviceable back. But, you know, they're not making guys miss. They're not breaking tackles and, uh, you know, wide receiver. You know, they're just not getting it done either. just, you know, it's either Ty Jones or Aaron Fuller, and they're not getting much from anybody else, Chris. They're really not kickoff returns. Um, You know, they're not getting anything. Kickoff coverage has been poor. And then again, you know, they got a punt return by um, Fuller today. But, I mean, that's been the first decent return that they've had on a punt all year. So those explosive plays have really been lacking the explosive players are either on the sideline or just not there. And uh, it came back to bite them in the butt today.
1: Yeah, definitely in red zone, you know, they were two of two and, uh, but yeah, the, the 10 points ain't going to cut it uh, when you're on the road like that. And, you know, I mean, defense gave up two field goals. How do you lose a game when you give up two field goals? I mean, that's really, that's sad. I mean, it's sad and, you know, and and and, and pulling Jake Browning to, to bring in Jake Hayner felt like a desperate move at the time. Um, I know why they did it. I heard Chris Peterson's comments about trying to shake things up and trying to get things going, and I get it. But you know what? I mean, obviously, hindsight is very much twenty twenty tonight. But if he doesn't make that move, they they win this game, and uh, and that's the kind of the end point of the whole thing. Is you you play to win the game to quote Herm Edwards, and uh, you know it's just one of those things where I, I understand what they were trying to do at the time. But when you put that guy in that situation. And you basically just give him Jake Browning's playbook? Yeah, I'm not sure that was the best move.
0: Well, a lot of people are going to condemn Jake Browning, the running game, explosive, explosive plays. But, you know, the thing that people have always been harping on, but I haven't heard too much about it this year, the offensive line is underperformed. Um, you know, with uh, Jared Hilberst was out uh, uh, today. He was suited. Huge, huge rap on um, his, um, I think it was his left leg, but um, a huge wrap on that. They were rotating Henry Bain Valu and um, Henry Robertson. Uh, Nick Wattenberg seems to get blown up, uh, you know, several times a game. I'm not, you know, I, I don't know what you're seeing from the defensive line, but Jake's under siege half the time where they're bringing more than there is um, offensive line guys to block them. And Jake's not getting rid of the ball, and that's probably contributing some of it too. And I'm sure you heard Chris Peterson's comments on that. But the well, yeah, offensive line, I think, has to bear some responsibility at some point.
1: For sure. No, I mean the whole off. Well, I mean we can You can't pin that on one guy when there's eleven guys that are contributing to the problem on offense. I mean you just can't. I mean that's not. It's not. It's not fair on Browning. It's not even fair on Hayner. It's. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you lose some of your key guys, like you said. It's getting to that point in the season where the bye is looking more and more critical and yet they have one more game before they get the bye um you know again the pac 12 scheduling comes back to bite them in the butt but uh yeah I mean there's there's all sorts of uh, of culprits and the coaches are ultimately the ones that are going to be responsible for this one and frankly they're the ones that should take the the fair share of the abuse on it if anybody is looking for heads it's got to start with Peterson's got to start with Bush Hamden yeah
0: Yeah. And I don't know. You know, you've got two new coordinators this year, Chris. I mean, you've got both coordinators are new and Jimmy Lake. I mean, he's an old new coordinator. He's been around. But there's been a lot of issues on third down conversions. We're unable to get stops. And, you know, the this offense under Bush, it looks differently. And, you know, Jake looks like he's regressed again. And you can't use the injury excuse. He's healthy. So um, I'm not seeing a lot of guys at wide receiver stepping up. And are guys not open? Is Jake not seeing them or, you know, what's going on? I'm down on the field, so I don't get the above view. So uh, I don't know where the issue is. But the offense, if they're on third and five, how comfortable are you right now, Chris?
1: I don't know. I don't don't have a problem with third and five. I mean, I have a problem more like with the fourth down. When they're when they're there, and Jake Browning instead of throwing the ball, even if it gets picked deep in t- in their territory, Cal's territory, he takes a sack. I mean, those are things that fourth year quarterbacks just can't do. I mean, yeah. you know, get you got to get rid of the ball in that situation. I'm not saying, uh, you know, third and five you throw it up. I'm just saying on fourth and five, you you've got to take your shot. You got to do something to spark the offense. It's got to be on you to make that kind of thing happen. But logic dictates is that let's say they even pick the ball. Let's say they pick the ball off of the 10 or 15-yard line. That's a lot better than giving up the ball at the 35. So, I mean, there are just situational things sometimes where I think this offense just doesn't click in the way that it should. And again, the coordinators, first-year coordinators, I mean, Bush Hamden, he knows this offense. He was here in 2016. He knows how it can roll with the right guys. Now, again, that goes back to the playmakers and all that kind of stuff. But defensively they they don't have a problem if if i had told you jimmy lake's defense today gives up two field goals would you have thought that washington won the game yeah going away so i i don't i don't think that's the issue at all
0: yeah um, you know taking a look down the stat sheet washington with uh, 13 first downs cal with 14 both teams net 91 yards rushing net yards passing cal with 151 Washington with 159 uh, that number that we always look at number of plays Cal with 60 Washington with only 58 plays uh, total yardage Washington 250 yards Cal with 242 uh, penalties both team had four penalties not really a factor and you look at those key third down conversion numbers. Uh, Washington, four of thirteen, not great on third down. Uh, Cal, six of sixteen, and those last two, you know, on you know uh, the last drive for Cal, those were just killers. And taking a look at the individual statistics, Kamari Pleasant, twelve carries for sixty-two yards, not a bad day by Kamari. Sean McGrew, seven carries for twenty yards. Uh, receiving nothing really stands out there. Ty Jones, three uh, receptions for 50 yards. Andre Peselia, four for 40 yards. And it looked like they tried to take away Aaron Fuller just as uh, Keith Hayward at Cal tried to take away um, uh, Aaron Fuller and did a good job of it. So Washington was really missing Aaron Fuller today. Lone bright spot today. Uh, Joel Whitford, five punts for an average of 45.8 yards per kick. Chase Garberts, Washington recruit. I mean nothing spectacular. 16 of 23 for 153 yards, but no turnovers. Patrick Laird with a big day with 22 carries for 83 yards, but uh, again, leading tackler Ben Berkerven with uh, 14 tackles. Greg Gaines with 10. On the other side, probably the player of the game for Cal, Evan Weaver, uh, defensive end slash linebacker out of uh, is it Gonzaga Prep in yep. Spokane. Yep. Eleven tackles, two tackles for loss, and a big interception return for a touchdown. Anything jump out there on the stat sheet?
1: No, I mean essentially it's identical, Kim. I mean really, I mean you look at, I mean the only difference is the eight yards of off of passing yards that Washington has over Cal. Everything else is almost literally identical. Even the the four for thirteen on and six for sixteen on third downs are pretty much identical. What I, again, what we thought going in is both of these teams are so good defensively in defending the big play. There was one explosive play of 25 yards or more in the entire game from both teams, and that was the wheel route by Sean McGrew that went for 41. But on that drive, they get down to what, maybe the 30 or so? Can't convert, can't get anything out of it. So, um, yeah, we just thought that this was going to be a grinded-out game. I mean, that's that's kind of the MO of both the teams, and I thought Cal really, you know, they, their game plan was exactly that. grind it out, keep browning on the sideline, Keep drives alive. Keep, you know, if, if Washington's going to stay in front of you and they're going to play zone, then uh, pick them apart. And they kind of did that a little bit. But, again, it wasn't – Washington should have survived this game pretty easily if they had just, you know, if they had st- uh, kind of not stepped you know stepped on their own feet and caused their own problems. And, again, the, the turnover battle, you know, that that pick, that the two picks – I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, even the this, this simple stuff like the punt that went down there and the, uh, the, it hits the guy and, and Washington looks like they have an opportunity to grab it and they don't. Or when uh, JoJo McIntosh forces the fumble, but they can't get on it. I mean, there are just the little bounces of the ball right now are just not falling Washington's way. And it's it's kind of incredible because I've never seen a negative turnover ratio in a Chris Peterson team since he's gotten here. And it's just, maybe it's just one stat but it seems indicative of a of a of a team that just can't stop from shooting themselves in the foot and can't get out of their own way, especially on offense. I, and I don't I don't know what explains it.
0: Yeah, I, I, they really miss Miles Gaskin. I mean, they really, really miss Miles Gaskin. But it is what he, what it is. And you know, I don't know if he's going to be ready next week for Stanford. But even if he is ready, you're not going to get 100% Miles Gaskin. You know, when he comes back, it's just not going to happen. You don't go, you don't turn a light switch and go from not being able to play to being back to where you were before you were hurt. It just doesn't happen. He's not going to be 100%. And you could see that with Savon Ahmed. You know, he's fighting through that knee. And you know, Pete's not going to say anything about it. But it's pretty obvious that you know he's not 100%. And this offense is just—it's just blah. (laughs) That's the only way to describe. But I can describe it. Yeah, but there's got to be there's
1: got to be a number of different ways to slice this this loaf of bread. I mean, it it literally can't be one way or the highway, and it can't literally be. Jake Browning or bust it can't be like they have to switch out the quarterback because they have no other offense that they can go to with Jake Browning the guy's an encyclopedia the guy knows that offense maybe even better than Bush Hamden I mean that's I mean I'm sorry but I, I don't understand where it's an issue that it's gotten so bad that the quarterback who these guys will go to war with and have gone to war with for four years now all of a sudden isn't the guy I mean, well, I get but I get he knows, a spark, but I, It knows, makes no sense to me. You
0: say he knows the offense better than anybody, but then you take a look at it, and he's, um, you know, he's missing open guys. He's not seeing guys that are open. He's not making the correct reads on the blitz. I mean, he's standing in the pocket too long.
1: I mean, he took two sacks today, he's which is terrific. not he a didn't. huge deal. I mean, um, he. No. You know. I don't think it's
0: Jake. I don't think it's the running back. I mean, I think there's a lot of issues right now that need to be cleaned up. It just seems like everything is just not in sync when it comes to the wide receivers, the offensive line, the running backs, and Jake Browning. Mean, it just seems like nothing is uh, really, really uh, clicking right now.
1: But here's the other thing, too, is if, if Jake Browning knows on that sideline there's a chance that he's going to get pulled, How is that instill any sort of confidence in him, him to get the job done? That's that's kind of what I'm wondering, is that it, it feels like it just kind of came out of the blue, and clearly uh, Peterson said post-game that he expected, you know, he knew Jake was going to be mad when it happened, and he was mad, and he's still mad. And, you know, I just, I, I'm not sure in any way, shape, or form whether it was in this game itself or going forward, Kim. I'm not sure where that, that move helped anybody. I just don't know. I don't, It it's, it's still kind of, it's still kind of weird to me kind of thinking about it, in hindsight, a little bit maybe. Once I watch the game a little bit more and, and get a little feel for it, watching the the tape and in hindsight, maybe I'll have a different feeling about it. But it it struck me as really really odd at the time and a super ballsy move by Chris Peterson on the one hand, but on the other hand, it felt completely out of character for him to do that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. You know, see how Chris Peterson and Jake Browning address this. If we're going to you know, get some real conversation about this or we're going to get spins. So. Oh, you
1: know, you oh. know, Kim. You know, Kim, Jake Browning's not gonna be made available this next week because that's what that's the only thing that we're gonna be talking about. And and maybe rightly so, because it, it is going to be a huge talking point going into the Stanford game because it's it's there's still so much to play for. I mean, Washington State barely hung on. They did a good job, they they beat Stanford on the road. That's that's huge. But there's nothing that says that they won't fall down and slip and lose to someone else before the Apple Cup. There's you know, I think right now Oregon's losing to Arizona, if I I was watching a little bit before the call, but um anything's possible still and they still have a ton to play for. Still have a ton yeah. to play for.
0: Yeah. Interesting, interesting day down here in Cal, a lot of husky fans, but uh I don't know. This just, just, this isn't good. So it's going to lead to an interesting week. For Those listening to the podcast, help us out a little bit. I mean, the boards are a mess. Do your part. Help us out. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. You know, (laughs) what are we like? like? Are we like the
1: wise owl? Like hoot, hoot, don't pollute.
0: Yeah. Just, I mean, come on. I mean, people seriously, I mean, (laughs) but anyways, uh, last final thoughts, Chris,
1: yeah, like I said, I, I just think this next week is going to be super, super interesting to see how they bounce back. And obviously they're going to be playing a veter- very veteran team. I, you know, watching a little bit of the of the Stanford-Washington State game, it just didn't look like um, Bryce Love's going to be a factor at all. He just looked so banged up and was limping around. Um, but again, we kind of thought that way last year, and he did serious damage. So I guess you can never count that guy out. Um, I just think – How they respond to this is going to be so interesting. Obviously, we're never going to be able to see behind the scenes during practice what these guys go through, um, but that's what the talk's going to be all about for sure, and um, the proof will be in the pudding. But again, what I want to know, Kim, is why is it every single year they can maybe go and win 10 games, 9 games, 10 games every year, but for some reason these last couple years there's this stub your toe on the road in a situation where it just should never happen. And it happened at ASU last year. It happened at Cal this year. I, I, I guess I'd kind of like to wonder what's the, what's going on there? Cause they I'll just seem, they seem, on. well, yeah, but they seem such like a, a one-off. They just don't seem, they seem so incongruous to everything else that goes on with these teams during the season. But I'll tell you what's really interesting to finish up. There's four, up to four teams that were rated preseason top 10 that are going to be lucky to maybe even be ranked by the end of the year, Washington, Wisconsin, Miami, and Auburn. Man, the the pundits got it really wrong going into this season. And obviously, you know, we'll include, I'll include myself in that.
0: It's hard to win on the road in the pac 12 it's just hard to win, you know. Bad performance down here, and it's going to be hashed over. And I I'm going to stay away for a day so I don't have to listen to it. Yeah, but, but say uh, that.
1: But ser- seriously, Kim, though. But say that to Washington State, who just pulled out a great win. Say that to Oregon State, who pulled out a really good win at Colorado today. So yes, yeah. I, I agree with you. And in, in in theory, it's tough to win on the road in the Pac-12. But clearly, again, some basic coaching stuff. We're probably still talking about all the mistakes they made and everything else, but we'd be talking about it in terms of a win and not a loss.
0: We will be back on the air, Sports Radio 950 KJR, Halloween night, Wednesday night. So uh, 7 to 8, you can tune in and then uh, – We're not, not required quite quite to sure dress ourself. up for that, are we? Well, you know what day I call it, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, that's it's not podcast worthy. Sure it is. Okay.
0: <laughs> Your call. Yeah, uh, wear your sexiest outfit, Chris. So, anyways, yeah. uh, hey, for all of us at Dogman.com, I am down at California Memorial Stadium. I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters. Go, dogs.